and welcome back to season three of the Chungus cast oh man it has been a long time but i am glad to be back and i don't know if you've noticed but we have a new microphone that's right i'm rocking the blue yeti um microphone i don't know if it's called something else but it's it's cool it looks really cool uh quality is pretty good really reasonably priced I feel like for the type of microphone it is and it has this is the best part it has four settings um, right now I am using the um, om- omnidirectional setting because I'm a single speaker but you can also use bi-directional um, then there's another one where it just captures everything for, that's great for recording like uh, guitar riffs and stuff and then finally there's one for like if you have four people talking in like a quadrant around the microphone so yeah i really do recommend it it's a it's a really cool mic but yeah let's get into today why we're all here um this is the season three premiere of the chungus cast and that means we had to blow it up for y'all um so yeah i'm i'm recording this episode during my bar preparations uh to become a lawyer which might be a bad idea, but you know what? I had to take a break, and I decided, why wait? Um, because my friend Andrew had a really cool thing happen to him this past weekend. He got laid. That's right, Drought God has finally been uh, quenched by the the thunder and rain of... Um, what's the opposite of Drought God? Uh bountiful god a harvest god i don't know but yeah andrew got laid and not only that he had probably the weirdest effing thing happen to him post lay that has ever happened to anybody post lay so you'll have to listen to hear what that's about additionally if that doesn't interest you it's not everybody's cup of tea they don't want to hear the dirty gossip secrets whatever um then you should just skip to like 40 minutes in maybe 45 minutes in and uh that's when the show switches gears i bring on my my good friend trey from college and we talk about the uh recent nfl offseason news so if you want a more serious focused you know episode uh that's in the latter half of this episode if you want just some funny banter about some crazy shit that went down this weekend that's right now um and if you want both just listen to the whole thing. It's your world, man. We're all just living in it. So anyway, I'll stop rambling, and let's kick shit off right now with episode one of season three of the Chungus Cast. Wow! Oh, also, uh, there will be a poll following this episode that is very important you answer. It will be on the Instagram, the gif underscore. It will also be on Twitter, and it will also be on Facebook. And I don't think I have anything else. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye-bye. 
Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Season 3 of the Chungus Cast. I'm recording this in the middle of my bar prep, despite my better judgment, because um, I just had some stuff that I think I wanted to share with you all. Uh, so this episode is going to be a little different. I have my my friend Trey, who has never been on the Chungus Cast before. He came on, and he's going to be on in the second half of this episode. But in the first half, we had to counterbalance a little bit of his... Uh, I, I don't know how to put this nicely, uh, sports monologuing. Um, we, we talk a lot about the NFL draft and whatnot and stuff, and it's it's great. If you love the NFL, you should skip right to that portion of this episode. But uh, I think the Chungus cast has built its brand on uh, hilarious anecdotes, and there wasn't a whole lot of that in that part of the episode. So I had to get Andrew on here. Say hello, Andrew. How's it going, guys? Um uh, your mic's not working, so you or your mic is working, so you don't have to right. use that. Try, went to use my headphone mic. I'm using my. <laughs> mic. Oh, good to uh, yeah. good to be back for season three, GIF. Um, I guess I yeah. shouldn't just ask the obvious question, but shouldn't you be studying right now? I should be, yes. But it is Sunday night. It's Father's Day. It is nine thirty-six. So you know, I I put the books down at six today because I was getting a little crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that'll uh that'll do it. <laughs> I mean, what? How many how in the thick of it are you like a lot. Like yeah. 40% until the test happens oh, like uh, like I in the time schedule. Or like I have like 5 weeks, I guess. So that is I start I study I had like let's see. When did I start? Um Okay, I started uh, like the May twenty fourth, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it now? It's almost been a month. Okay, so yeah, we're almost a month in, and we got a month and a half to go, basically. So, I mean, actually, a month and a week. So, so yeah, I'm almost about halfway there. How you feeling? Which is confident? Which is cool. Overwhelmed. Uh, Oh, I would say overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm very nervous. I just don't want to have to retake it. That's the only thing that I'm really nervous about. I don't think I'll like never be able to pass it, but I really, really, really do not want to have to retake it. So, so is there like a minimum amount of time you have to go between each attempt? Uh, so they only offer it every, uh, twice a year. Okay. So yes. <laughs> well, that actually, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna do great, but I mean. Let's say worst case scenario, you have to retake it. At least you get another what five months to study afterwards. So, yeah, it's not so much that it's the fact that I'll be working full time, which I'm not doing now. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I can't pass it when I'm like full time studying, that's I'm gonna be kind of concerned. But I'll probably at least pass like if you, if you pass like part of the test, you don't have to retake that part, which is cool mm-hmm. in Virginia. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think I'll be fine. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really struggle to pass law school, so that's usually a good indicator that I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But we should uh, move on and talk about why we are here, because uh, if everybody remembers back to episode one of the Chunkus Cast, we had probably the craziest anecdote ever, and it involved Andrew. Um, I don't know how you uh, consider your life, Andrew. Is it like your Andrew's tale of? woes or 
No, I, I, I don't like think a... that's accurate. Like, I am very, <laughs> like, I have days where I am very melancholy, where it's kind of like one of those, like, black and white French films where that dude is just, like, sitting Oh, yeah, no, I don't stoop. mean you're sad. You just have very strange things that happen. Right, well, that's what I'm trying to say is, like, I, of course, I, I mean, like, I my life is a tragedy and a comedy at the same time. You know, like, I, I imagine most people's are, where it's this intermingling of, very you know serious moments of reflection and then also um just you know funny shit that happens over the course of somebody's life and i like to think that i mean it it entertains me um and i hope that other people can get some entertainment out of it as well um as we've already had on this cast you know for four or five episodes um whether it's you know me just putting myself in the hospital or uh, me describing my roommates and, and they're partying at five in the morning during COVID or what, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I definitely want to in some way, everybody is like, I have the best stories, you know, everybody likes to like mm-hmm. hop on a podcast and say, I've got it, but I would love to like, I don't know if that would mean like television writing or just like getting into like short, like nonfiction or this, something. This but... was, this was a movie. What happened to you? Yeah. You're not really a movie. I don't know what it what you would call it. My life is a, a movie, dreadful. but yeah, this is just an interesting <laughs> chapter. Um, so, so, so let's set this. Right. So um, we're recording this in mid June and finally on June Su- 11th, Sunday, June 20th. 20th yeah and finally on friday june 11th uh washington dc where i live finally lifted all their restrictions on capacity for bars and entertainment venues so it's kind of like nightlife is back in the city um and one thing i've kind of gleaned i didn't go out last weekend but one thing i kind of gleaned from it is things are crazy like people are just hooking up with other people left and right like everybody's just such so in the mood to just get out there and drink a bunch and and kiss new people and stuff. But with that said, um, I, I did go out this last weekend. I made my way down to uh, Cafe Citrone and DuPont, uh, which GIF has been to before. So if you want to kind of describe the bar for me. Cafe Citrone is like, um, it's like they took like a, a New York, like townhouse, I guess. I don't know. It's like it's like one and a half stories. It's like a a bottom floor that has a bunch of booths, and it has like two balconies that you can go up on, like uh one on each side of the room that go up and look up above the bar, and um, it's like basically a, a reggaeton bar, but. Whenever I've been there, I've never been there like when it's not being used that way. So I don't know if people like actually eat there or, or whatever. Yeah, apparently it is like a restaurant and stuff. Like I haven't yeah. had the food. There. I mean, there are booths, but like when you go in there, basically it's just the loudest music you've ever heard. Um, there, the, it's incredibly small, incredibly personable. Um, but nobody goes to the top. Uh, re- the top 
right balcony the top left balcony is where the dj is so you're not allowed up there but the top right balcony i always go there because they have like a mini bar and they have like four dollar bud lights and i just go up there and hang out the whole time and they have like a a pretty like what like not wide but it's like a dance floor big enough for like three or four groups of people and nobody's up there so you can just kind of dance but if you're down on the on the the bottom floor everybody's standing on the booths everybody's like just going crazy they they basically hired they have like all all the like i don't know what you would call them like bus boys basically just are there to like just dance with like white women yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know but it's it's an, a very cool experience if you're just looking to get crazy yeah and another thing i should mention well one thing is i didn't know about the four dollar bud lights upstairs because I was hanging out in the basement. and Yeah, if you know, you know. Wait, there's a basement? Yeah, so that's another thing I was what? about to say is I mainly sp- when I'm mainly there, I spend time in the basement. And it's just like all the elements Where you is describe. the basement? So when you go in, first thing, you go down a set of stairs to the right. But there's actually another set of stairs in the back. Like oh, when you're I on that main level. That. I didn't know you could go down there. Yeah, um, and it's very dark. Um, and the music is very loud. Um, the bar is like right when you walk in and then there's just kind of like a, a bit of a dance floor. They used to have a couple of bongos down there. Um, so there's this, this video of me, uh, the first time I ever like went drinking with my coworkers, um, where I'm just like pounding the bongos like a madman. Um, but I, I, I've always, I've always liked the bar cause it's like the music is, I mean, I like the p- fact that they play like reggaeton and salsa and bachata. So it's not just like the top 40 you expect, like in a weird EDM mash for like most bars you go into. It is it is the top 40 reggaeton. Oh, sure. Bit. But like, I don't know what the top but 40 I, reggaeton I, is. I, I have convinced them to play like some, some classics before though, which is cool. Uh, but like, it's, it's a very... If anybody's in the DC area and they're looking for a new nightlife spot, I I recommend. Um, yeah, no, de- easily the best place in DC, in my opinion. Like, I don't like DC in general, so if I'm gonna go in, that's the only place I think I would go. Um, at least in Dupont. Yeah, I don't know where else. Adams Morgan is pretty cool, but um, yeah, if I'm in Dupont, I don't really want to go to any of the yeah, other lane fucking clubs. Mad Hatter. Uh, U Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> U Street Music Hall was cool when it was open. Rest in peace. But yeah, I think we're kind of uh, digressing here, but yeah, exactly. So I yeah, was in this damp. I hit damp's probably the wrong word. I'm in this dark bar, and you're there, aren't you? There with uh, your, the roommates. Oh yeah. So if you guys remember my roommates from the election episode, um, so this is coincidentally their favorite bar, um, and they're all Latinos as well. That's I want. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> um, but you know, I was I hadn't seen them in a minute. Like I've been meaning to come visit them, but like always, the timing didn't work out. Like because they might be down in Dupont, they live in Falls Church, and like I was always just kind of far away. Didn't want to trek out there on the weekends. So I asked, like, "Hey, are you going to Citroen tonight?" They're like, "Yeah, we're going." I'm like, "Okay, cool. What time?" They're like, "Probably about 10. And I was like, "Okay, they'll be wait. They'll be late." Um, so I hop on the Metro like 10 or five, get there, maybe 10, 15, 10, 20. They're still like Ruben's still walking his dog. Like they're, the Uber is not there yet. You know? So I'm just like, fuck, like I hate when you're a certain level of drunk where you're like, 
your buzz, but like you, it's the level where like you don't quite kind of get like that jacket of sociability where like you, you just kind of feel out of place if you're like alone at a bar. Um, so I'm like, whatever, I'll go get this, uh, go get a Miller light, drink that, check a couple work emails, go get a vodka soda, come back. They're still not there. Um, but while I'm down in the basement, I'm just kind of sitting on this bench. Um, and this girl comes up to me and she's like, are you, are you European? And I say, no, no, I'm not. And she, wait, why did you not say yes? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm from America. Like it's very obvious if you talk to me for 30 seconds, but she was just like, I don't know. You give off a very like European vibe. And I don't know if that was what that meant. Like if she thought like, Oh, I'm sitting quietly in a corner. I'm not like dancing with these drunk Americans right now. Um, so that was interesting. And then I'm like, Oh, well, you know, like I have a lot of, uh, Eastern European heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, my eyebrows are. Wait, actually, can we pause here? And so I say, well, you know, like I have a lot of Eastern European heritage. Like this woman in Starbucks asked me if I was Ukrainian before. I think it's my eyebrows uh, <laughs> or, or something. Um, and so then we just get off on a conversation from that. Um, and this 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 woman obviously. Um, was not from America. I think she may have been from Swahili at one point, but like I had asked her like, what, what, what you've been doing? Like, where are you from? And like, she, she kind of was like, Oh, I've been in a bunch of places. So I still don't know for sure, but whatever. Um, you know, we just, we're just shooting the shit for 10, 15, 20 minutes before my, uh, before my roommates get there, just talking about all sorts of random stuff. And it was a nice conversation. Like, she kind of had a lot of the same insecurity as I do about like being in your mid twenties where you still kind of feel like you're 22, but like there's a little bit more of like a pressing, Oh God, I haven't figured everything out yet feeling. Um, and so like we, we were able to kind of bond over that sort of sentiment because we're both, I think she was either 24 or 25, 25. Um, but so then my roommates get there Um and I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm my roommates are here. And she's like, okay, well, here's my number. Like if you want to, um, you know, go get coffee sometime or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So um, then I go upstairs, uh, meet up with my roommate, um, go back downstairs, like, you know, have a shot with a couple of their friends. Like we're just catching up, giving this guy crap because he's a big Packers fan. And we haven't talked since it turned out that a Rob really doesn't want to go back to the Packers. Um, Oh wait, that is the perfect segue. (laughs) Um, Just to to, just to plug part two of this episode, I sit down with Trey and we talk about the Packers and you know, all the, all the off season craziness with the NFL. Okay. Continue Packers. Sure. Um, And so then, you know, I, I take like a shot of tequila with my roommates um, I'm talking to. Okay, rule number one: don't go to Cafe Citron alone. Rule number two: <laughs> don't, don't go, go with to my Cafe roommates. Citron with your roommates. Rule number three: do not take a tequila shot with your roommates at Cafe Citron. That all being said, you know the funniest part of this story is like I was never really in doubt of, like I was never drunk enough 
where I felt out of control. The situation was out of control. That wasn't well, the issue good. with this story <laughs> is the funniest thing. Because normally it's, it's yeah, like, no, oh, it's Andrew not, got not, too drunk and like this happened. No, like I was fine, um, which makes it even funnier. Definitely not a sense. you. But like. Definitely not a you thing. Sorry. So then like, you know, I'm talking to my buddy because he just moved to DuPont uh, with his girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, we should hang out sometime. Like I'm only one metro stop away, yada, yada. So she comes back over and she's like, do you want to dance? Because earlier I was talking about how I hadn't really had enough to drink to like be comfortable, just kind of busting moves. So then it's like, all right, yeah, we'll dance. You know, we do a little, little bit of the bachata, like the three step. Um, and then it kind of turns into the normal like fucking club dancing where they're basically just grinding on you and I hate it. But I digress. Dry, dry humping. Yeah, pretty much. It's just so gross. Like, it's one of those things where, like, when you're 18 and horny, you you need to experience once, but then afterward, you're like, why did I do that in hindsight? <laughs> um, but but anyway, eventually, I, I guess I say to her, like, hey, want to get out of here? And she's like, okay, sure. Um, it should be noted that at, uh, at some point, Andrew texted the group chat or the whatever message the group chat, like, hey... I've been in Cafe Citroen for like five minutes, already got a girl's number or something like that. <laughs> and, I, and one of us was like, oh, well, are you going to like, is it going to go beyond that? And he's like, ah, probably not. And then like, like four hours later or something, I just get, we just get a message. He's like, just kidding. It is going further than that. <laughs> um, But yeah, you live with like in walking distance from this bar, which is also extremely dangerous. Like I, I would... I would not want to, I would be there way too much if I lived that close to Cafe Citron. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it is just far enough where it's not, like, comfortable walking distance. But, like, if you're drunk and, like, you have someone with you to kind of just, like, talk to, it's not too bad. Like, you can do it pretty easily. But you're basically, Connecticut Avenue is, like, one big hill um, where you walk past DuPont, past Florida Avenue. On your right is the hotel Reagan got shot at, like, the Hilton um you keep going up and there's this really pretty bridge with gargoyles and stuff and then you're basically in my neighborhood you're basically in woodley park um so i mean it was a little bit of a trek but whatever <laughs> um it was funny later because we get back and like um you know i just pour our glasses so water. so just to just to clarify so you you, you did walk back yeah. with okay cool um and so we get back you know i just pour a glass of water you know we we just started making out and like I'm playing like Blink-182 music on YouTube because she was like, I want to listen to something you like. And I'm like, okay, sure. What? <laughs> that, okay, that's – Andrew, I'm sorry. That's even weirder than everything that comes after this. <laughs> Why is that weird? <laughs> Blink-182 is great makeout music. And if anybody I'm disagrees – I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree because we – because of the, the – um, the relationship I have with, with, with Tom DeLong. <laughs> <laughs> no, with the with one of the Blink One Eighty Two songs. Where are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get into it, anyway, too into that for, for gift's sake. No, but, but 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 I'll just say that it's weird that she was like asking for music that you wanted to listen to. Like that's I, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's very uh, forward, um, I, almost desperate but I'm not sure, but I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, you know, I was for trying... Me, that would, 
that would be a red flag for me. Not not a bad one, but I would just be like, oh, that's kind of weird. You said that, but yeah. Well, I I, I I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. I'm. I think they just wanted to learn a little bit more about what makes me tick a little bit. Yeah. No, I get that, but you're. It's also like you're also like trying to learn that information like right before some stuff that I don't know. I for me, it would just not be the right time and place to like get to know somebody. Right, but know? like <laughs> I, I thought it was fine. Like you know, don't pay too much attention to the music, but just kind of put it on and like, you know, yeah, yeah, no, perfect for soak that. up each other's vibe. But it was funny because I actually had to like pause the playlist twice because Adam's song came on, which if you guys don't know, like is a song about Mark Hoppus's like struggle with suicidal ideation. And I was like, okay, this is going to kill the vibe. Like I got to get this out of here. Um, and then at least you didn't play 21 pilots and he goes like, I ponder of something great. Sometimes violent, silent is violent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then stay together for the kids came on, which is this really bummer song about divorce. Um, and, and at that point I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn no more music. Like I'm just going to turn this off. Um, cause I don't have Spotify hooked up to my TV, but I should get, but like, it was just like, I was at the mercy of the YouTube algorithm gods to like play me a good song. So I'm not going to get too into this. Like, you know, we were on my couch making out and we basically end up in my bedroom eventually. And, um, sleep together. I don't know how else to put that. Um, but that's not even like, and it's like, whatever. You know, like I was saying, the earlier, dirty deed. yeah, we, the dirty deed was done. But like, like I was saying earlier, it's a very social time in Washington D.C. Hookups are happening left and right, whatever. And you know, the drought god Andrew Ballack can get laid. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I swear that I I have said this before, but the 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 generation to come from like 2021 to 2000 and. 30 is going to be known as the Corona boomers. Yeah, probably because like, <laughs> especially right now, like nine months from now, there's yeah. going to be a fuck ton of kids. Knock on wood. But anyway, um, so at about six 45 the next morning, um, she gets up and she's like, okay, I'll be right back. And she leaves and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, oh, wait, wait. So she did She did talk to you. Yeah, well, when she, she just, said it was just a couple words. She was just like, I'll be right back. Or but she, like, like you, were, you didn't just wake up and she was gone. No, no, like I physically saw her leave. Okay. Um, what did you see her leave wearing? I don't, I don't remember. Important. But like this, that's context. Like, They'll come did back. She have, did, she have, uh, did she have pants on though that you saw? No. Okay. I'm, but you didn't see or you don't know i i don't know but i'm but oh, like okay. then i look over and she's got i have my ironing board set up in my room and she's got like neatly folded on it like the skirt she was wearing her brassiere um her shirt and everything and i'm just thinking oh this is interesting <laughs> what did she just leave my apartment wearing like and not just that, like her purse and stuff were there too. And I'm just like, okay, there's two options here. She either like just put on like some of my clothes, like went into my closet and grabbed a hoodie or something, or like she just walked out of there in a thong. And I, and my friend was like, I, I was texting people at this point. And I was like, yo, this 
girl just left and all her stuff is still here. <laughs> and what, one of my, Alex was like, oh, I'm sure she's wearing your clothes. She probably just went to go get breakfast or something. She'll be right back. I, I want to say that I, I awoke to a snap from Andrew that was like him lying in his bed. And he was like, it was like 7 a.m. So I was like, I like was like my eyes were barely open. And he was just like, guys, what do you do if you sleep with a girl and then you wake up and she's gone? And then he pans to the right and he's like, but all her stuff is still here. <laughs> and and the, this is so funny because me and Andrew um, lived together freshman year in college. And uh, one night. There was a lot of foggy nights, but there was one night me and Andrew both uh, slept in lofted beds. Um, and one night I awoke at like 7 a.m. It w- and I was out late that night at like to like, you know, two or three. So I I was like not exactly conscious. Right. So it was like was a asleep. Thursday night, like, Friday morning situation. If yeah, I, 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 I was completely groggy and I just woke up and I saw some guy on the floor and it took me like 15 minutes to realize, hey, that guy is not Andrew. And then I was like, wait, not only is he not Andrew, but he's dressed in my like Vineyard Vines button down and jeans note that I had on my desk chair. And so I was like, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. And he woke up and I was like, Andrew, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and, it, and Andrew just goes, ah, I don't know. And I like get down and the guy's like sleeping on my pillow. He like had taken my pillow and I like woke him up and I'm like, buddy, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know who you are. He just literally just walked into our room in the middle of the night and I made him give me my shirt back and he left. And then it was like, he was like, where, like, what room is this person in? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. But you know what the weirdest part of that is? He gave us a number that wasn't even on the floor. It was like a, oh, yeah, it was no. a two number, no but it like, it wasn't <laughs> like there wasn't a room on Miles' yeah. second floor with that number. And that guy got a pair of Patagonia jeans that I will never see again. Just out of curiosity, yeah. like, what's the MSRP on the pants he took? Probably, like, 70, 70 bucks. 60. Sheesh. Yeah, but they, but to be honest, I probably would not wear them today because they were, like, loose-fitting, and I I like, like, uh, more slim-cut pants. You, those were the boot-cut bandit. At banda, this stage in my life. Boot-cut bandit yeah. pants. The, the boot, the straight-cut. Even worse. It's like a boot cut all the way up your leg. So it just is like there's no form or whatever. But yeah, so this this totally was like a complete copy of the story Andrew Andrew shared. Right. But like talk but about then, synchronicities and now it happens again. So then after yeah. my friend was like, oh, he she probably left and went to get breakfast. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I'm still a little drunk. Like I go back to sleep. Um wake up like four hours later because I think part of me was just kind of hoping that the situation would resolve itself in that period of time. Um, yeah, no, but you were asleep. <laughs> yeah. Like you went, I was asleep sleep? from like six forty-five to like 10 30 after that. And then I woke back up Oh wow! and nothing had changed. Um, but at some point I heard like, a, you know, the find your iPhone radar sound. Yeah, it's going off, and I look over, and her phone is still there in the purse, and like I'm just looking at messages, and it looked like she had missed like Facetime calls, missed WhatsApp messages, missed texts from her friends, and I was like, oh god, and I was trying to like get in her phone to like text her friend back, like explaining the situation, 
Um, but it was like, you know, it had a, a touch ID and a passcode, so I couldn't. But I did finally figure out that I could swipe on a message and then reply to it that way. Oh, that's lucky. You could Yeah, do that. so I did that, and I'm like, hey, this is Andrew, yada, yada, yada. So-and-so slept here last night, and her stuff is still here. So then I get a call from this number, and she's like, hey, are you there? Like, good thing you picked up. Like, can I, co- are you, you know, can I come by in, like, 20 minutes and get my stuff? And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, so then I'm just kind of... And, and at this point, you have no idea what's going on. Right. Like, you have no answers. And I'm still like, what the fuck just happened? So eventually, um, sh- she gives me another call, like, hey, I'm here. I'm on the fifth floor. I go out, like, she's down the hallway. And I'm like, um, the first thing I said to her was, you want to tell me what uh, what just happened? And she's like, it's a, it's a really long story. But apparently, uh, this woman, uh, I guess, suffers from bouts of sleepwalking which may or may not be i don't know like unreliable narrator yeah yeah (laughs) but i will say at this point that if you're looking for a clean resolution to this story you're not going to get one because the situation still doesn't make sense to me but whatever it gets even (laughs) yeah um so she's like yeah i'm i'm prone to bouts of sleepwalking it hasn't happened in a while but um you know this morning i I woke up and I was like, I guess in my dream state, I thought I was in my apartment building and I live on the seventh floor. So I was trying to go get up to the seventh floor. Um, And at some point, you know, I'm just trying to get into, I get up to the seventh floor and at some point I realize, you know, this isn't my (laughs) apartment building. Um, but at that point, I didn't know what floor you were on or what the apartment number was. Yeah, and to be fair, that can happen. To like any, that could easily happen to me if I was like, oh, drunk for sure. Like whatever. I've had those sort of as like soon, hazy as soon situations. If you're in a place, yeah, if you're in a place, if you're sleeping in a place you haven't been to, like an apartment like that, and you leave the apartment building and go to a different floor, there's absolutely no chance you can figure out how to get back. Right. So like this could be like a just like a drunk thing or or whatnot, but. Anyway, like I should also add at this point, like I was right. Like she was just wearing like a thong and nothing else, like completely <laughs> topless. Like, which, which she said this? Yeah. Because she wasn't dressed like that when she got back. No, she right? was wearing, she wasn't naked when she got back. No, she was wearing a different <laughs> dress. Um, but. Wait, topless. I didn't know that part. I thought she was wearing like a t shirt. No, or like just in a thong, like tits out and everything like oh just God. walking around my building she told you yeah this. <laughs> so at some point it's quite the walk of shame yeah no this is like a walk of shame on fucking crack this is like the walk of shame from game of thrones that yeah this is like around. cersei's shaming like <laughs> but anyway i guess at some point she's like it might be a smart idea to go down and talk to the concierge so um <laughs> She does, and um, I guess they're like, uh, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know, they're probably in the same sh- sort of sh- state I am so, telling so the story. She 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 goes down and talks to them that at 7 in the morning. Right, Is that what yeah. Happens? So closer okay. to the 7 period. Um, and they give her, like, clothes, so thankfully she, she doesn't have to How walk around more naked anymore. 
What do you mean? How did she talk to them? I'm guessing Wait, at this point she was cognizant. Like she had either yeah, sobered like, up that's or the, like that's the point that doesn't make any sense. Is like she like cognizantly went up to the maintenance pe- or went up to the concierge without any clothes on. I would just be doing yeah. I, I would. What else that. would you do though? Like <laughs> I, I I honestly don't even newspapers. know what I would do in that situation. Like yeah, I'd like get like a yeah, bear. No, you know, no. in the cartoons when someone's naked, like they get like a like an oak barrel and like cover themselves in it. <laughs> Yeah, but that that is strange. Like something, I, I don't know if she sobered up or what. There's so many holes to this story, but like again, like I've just tried to roll with it. Um, so they give her clothes, like just like a you know a sweater and a pair of pants, um, and then I guess the person at the front desk was like, "Okay, well, I mean, like, what was the apartment you the, the apartment you were at?" And she's like, "I don't remember what the the apartment number was, but I was with this guy named Andrew." But apparently there's like five Andrews in this building. And um, for some reasons, she still had this fixation on the seventh floor. Like, oh, I think I was on the seventh floor. So then she goes oh up God. and pounds on two doors at like seven in the morning, like of two other Andrews in the building, like 709 and 714 probably want to kill me now. Like, but so <laughs> she's just pounding on those doors. I get the impression they never answered. But then she comes back down. And she said she was like watching a movie with like the maintenance guy, I guess, in like the maintenance office or something. Like, just well, wait. Why? I don't know if she this, was waiting for me to wake up and like go look for her. No, this part makes no sense at all. Like, why was the maintenance guy watching a movie? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> why he had to be there at 7 a.m., but he didn't really have anything to do. Like, why did she go hang out with him? <laughs> Maybe she, she was waiting for me to wake up and like was just looking for a way to pass the time or something. Yeah. But anyway, at some point she realize, realizes like, okay, Andrew is definitely still asleep. Um, I am going to text like my roommate to like let me in and everything. And like you, I guess she used. How did she do that? I guess since she used uh, the guy's phone, the maintenance guy's phone oh, to do that. She, she got the maintenance guy's phone. <laughs> um, but at some point she leaves like showers, changes, um, comes back. And she had used her sister's phone to like call her phone. Um, so that's like how, how that worked. Cause I guess she, you know, knew she could do that. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, at about, I don't know, like 1045, she came back and like explained this to me and I was just like, okay, <laughs> well, here's your stuff. And I kind of gave her like, uh, like an LA goodbye where I'm like, Oh, we should definitely like hang out sometime, you know, like that sort of thing where like, it's, is that what that's called? An LA goodbye. It's like the opposite of an Irish. Yeah, I guess where it's like, (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, like I have, I have tickets to the show tonight. You should definitely swing by, you know, like one of those things where people say like, you're overdoing it and it's just totally not, you don't want to. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing is the point is you don't want to hang out with them, but you don't want to sound like a dick. So you like put out this very like mild tentative invitation. Um, because like, everybody's like, Andrew, you need to go out on another date with this girl. My life is too boring right now. I have nothing going on. And it's not just you saying that. I suspect, specifically said that you're not just i i I told this story to all my 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 other group of college friends they're like 
I need more content, Andrew. Like, come on, like, this is gold. (laughs) And I'm just like, on one hand, I am curious, but on the other, I'm like, that's not a reason to date someone, guys. Like, you know, like, if you're not genuinely into them and want to know more about them. No, you're right. You're right. But I feel like a second date is still, you're still in the realm of like, like it, there's still nothing expected on a second date. Once you get to a third date, then, then it's kind of like you're, you're playing with people's emotions, but I feel like you can still in good conscience go on a second date for the memes. I don't know. I I don't know. Like (laughs) I, I, I'm just like, I think something normal is going to, I'm worried that like, I'll think something normal is going to happen. Like, Oh, we're just getting dinner. And then, like, I'll end up like you'll wake up in, in a like trunk a or something, people. like with my mouth duct taped. <laughs> some part of like you know, some human trafficking yeah. thing or something. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what this sounds like. Honestly, it's very strange. So oh. yeah, that was uh, that was my Friday night, but Saturday you, morning, guys. But you, you, th- she's like really into you for some reason. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. Not, not, not to send that. I'm pretty weird. awesome. Like, not gonna lie. <laughs> but like, that's that's so. Has she like hit you up since? Um. No, I haven't texted her since yesterday. Yeah, but like, has she? Oh, yesterday. Oh, I guess it has only been a, a day. Yeah. No, this is still fresh. <laughs> this is hot off the presses. No, the last text was yeah. like she. She was like. I saved your your number as Andrew European guy, laugh you know laughy no, laughy sign, and then I'm just okay. Andrew, you need to pursue this man. This is I I, I just I don't want to. I'm like kind of scared. Yeah, well, how how about this? We'll put it on. We'll put it. On, we'll make a vague poll, I'll, and I'll just say like, should Andrew pursue this? I'll put it on. Put it on the, like the, this uh, close Chung- friends Chungus cast story or something. Yeah. And and if we get if we get a a, a two thirds majority, you'll consider it or something. I don't okay, know. Okay, if we get a two thirds majority, I'll go out with her again next Saturday. Let's go. <laughs> All right, it is written. That means I gotta do my work and put this episode out. Tonight. Yeah, you need to get the promotion going on this because like these people <laughs> might have a golden opportunity here. Yeah, but like I don't right. know, like if I should like wear a wire or something for the next one. Like I don't want it to <laughs> just, be like. Just a, like a situation just like sure that med student yeah. at Ohio State who like walked into a bar and like never came out. Wait, what? Yeah, the, tell that story. Ha- have you ever heard about this? No. Uh, is it like? Is it basically the plot of Green Room? Do you know what Green Room is? Uh, Green Room's about a band who goes to a punk band from Arlington who goes on tour in like the. Uh, the Pacific Northwest and they go to like some not neo-Nazi bar and they walk in on Patrick Stewart, like killing some guy. Um, and then, so then they like are fucked basically. And the whole movie's about killing them. No, I, 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 I guess not. But so what happened in this was like, <laughs> it was the beginning of spring break for this medical student, Brian Shaver at OSU. Um, so they go at this bar, the ugly tuna, um, which when I was in Columbus, I tried to go there, but it's closed now. Uh, I wonder why. Um, and at some point, you know, they're out celebrating spring break. His friends, like, you know, like lose him at some point. They just assume he's gone home. They see him on a security camera at like 2 a.m. talking to some women and then goes back in the bar. But then, like, he just disappears. And, like, there's a camera at the front of the bar, right? 
So like if he had come back out, they would have seen him come out, but he just never does. And like, I guess nobody knows what happened. And I don't want it to be like that kind of situation. Cause who knows? Like the craziness might just go up to a thousand on the next date. Just, just turn, just make sure you have like, I don't know, wherever you go, maybe you get Andrew's brother to like, is Andrew's brother in town? Yeah. Still? Andrew's brother is in town. Maybe you get him and his friends to go to like a neighboring place and then. Oh, do like a stakeout where they're doing like, you know, the incognito like Marvel character where they have like the sunglasses and the baseball. Oh my God, Andrew, depending on where you go, I might just do that for fun. (laughs) That could be awesome. Yeah, just do like a stakeout. I'll get like a hot dog. Oh, also, everybody can't see what Andrew just did, but he just put on a uh, uh, Montreal Expos hat. Which is hilarious. So, like, of course, of course, you would be like have that as your stakeout hat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I just have a big head, so my hat selection for baseball caps is pretty limited, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping the good people of the poll like either like just don't answer, or uh, <laughs> or, or, we'll or what? But we'll see. My fate depends yeah. on it. It's yeah. like when uh, when DC like did a readers poll of whether the Joker should kill Robin, and then the readers said <laughs> that, "All right, yeah, they should kill him." Yep. <laughs> is that is that how the Killing Joke was made? Oh, uh, that was Death in the Family. Killing Joke is the one where like oh, Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which doesn't make sense. It should be the paralyzing joke or something. Okay, anyway, we'll end it there. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and stay on for Trey. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to episode one of season three of the Chungus Cast. My name is Gif, and I am joined today by my friend Trey. Say what's up, Trey. What's up, guys? Gif, thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, so we are going to be talking today about some the NFL offseason. Uh, so if that does not interest you, you should still stick around because hopefully we can make it entertaining. If it does interest you, uh, well, it's going to be a good episode then. So Trey is an Eagles fan, and we'll get all into that. But we have some uh, breaking news today. Uh, Julio Jones, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, has been traded. Is that official? Absolutely. Big trade over to the Tennessee Titans for two draft picks, including a second rounder going back to the Falcons. Pretty good value, but uh, definitely... Uh, NFL landscape shifting before our very eyes. Do you think is that how is that just for his current contract? Like how how many yeah, years? Yeah, he is left? on a he is on a decent sized contract. I have to look up the specifics, but uh, the Falcons are trying to get a, out from under that big number. And I know that they were trying to get younger, and Julio wanted to go to contender, and uh, the Falcons just don't have what it takes. And, clearly, and is Matt Ryan? Is he, he's still sticking around there, right? Because I he saw is. some rumors that he was. Maybe Dunsky. He's still I, with the Falcons. Uh, I think they're going to give him at least another year. Um, okay. They didn't end up drafting a quarterback in this draft class. Yeah. So I think it's probably one more year. And then if they're another top five NFL draft pick again, I definitely think Matt Ryan will probably be moving on from the uh, Falcons. It's it's kind of sad because Matt Ryan, it's like the Falcons, that's not his fault, what, what their issues are. Like it's always been the defense and like – just their lackluster ability to not finish out games and not, you know, take care of business. 
Uh, and it's honestly incredible. He's been like a top 10-ish statistic mm-hmm. quarterback for the majority of his career, and he's always had amazing weapons. But the defense has been literally bottom five in the entire league for the duration of his career, barring that one Super Bowl year that they mm-hmm. had. And uh, I just feel bad for the kid. He He's put his heart and soul into Atlanta, and they've definitely failed him on the defensive end and, yeah. and the offensive line, getting sacked a lot and not really having a lot of time to uh, make good reads and definitely forcing a lot of turnovers. Right. So what about what about these other guys? Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is gone after this year? Is he just throwing a Tampa tantrum? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, I will say with the Packers ownership, I know they've repeatedly said that they're committed to having him in Green Bay and sticking around, but every sign points to Aaron trying to get out. I just don't know. Kind of like this situation, it's going to have to be signed out of the blue. There's really not a fit that I can clearly see. That really makes a lot of sense, both for the Packers and for Aaron. Aaron has repeatedly said he wants to go to a contender, wants to go to a winner. The Packers have let him down time and time again. I really just don't see what he's saying. He's been to the NFC Championship. Yeah, he's not. it's not like the Packers years. are bad. And I, yeah, they've, they've been to the NFC Championship back-to-back years. You get a couple plays to go your way, and you're in the Super Bowl one of those years. I mean, I don't think you're that far away. That literally means you're a top-four team in the NFL. Right. What team could you possibly get traded to? that's going to make you a top four team or better. I just don't understand it. Go to the Chiefs or go to the... Well, he's not taking over Patrick Mahomes. I think <laughs> I the, exactly. current, the current it's... rumors have been um, Oakland, Denver, and I really haven't seen any other decent options, honestly. But if he goes to Denver, you really yeah, think he's in a no, better place than if he's no, with the Packers? They're, they're also, why would you want to be in the same division as Patrick Mahomes? Right. That's, that's not... seems counterintuitive. So yeah. the whole situation really doesn't make any sense to me. I understand he's frustrated. And I understand the Packers really haven't serviced him well in the last maybe four to five years. But mm. despite of all of those front office woes, um, I just <laughs> think that, that... Is that Sir Charles over it, there? It is. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's up? I don't know. Sorry, guys. No, um, you're good. I'll cut that out. There's parts of that. Um, yeah, I just don't see a place that makes too much sense for Aaron Rodgers other than staying at Green Bay, at least for this one more year. So, mm-hmm. what? So, but like, do you think that if Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl, that he would be upset? Because I think it's just he's just watching Tom Brady be successful, even when he's not in New England, and it's just driving him crazy. Uh, I, I will say like the Tom Brady effect on the NFL is definitely something that probably shouldn't go unnoticed to Aaron Rodgers. He's Tom Brady switches teams, then goes on and wins the Super Bowl mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, right away. I just don't <laughs> think that like, this is the exact same situation. Yeah, like no New way. England was a bottoming out franchise that was clearly on the way down. And as you can see with how awful they were this year, they were about to really hit their peak and they've been falling off ever since. So Green Bay is the exact opposite. You have young players, young, talented offensive players with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Robert Tunyon. So you've got the it, A.J. Dillon they just drafted as another powerful running back coming in. And the defense was really good last year. I mean, mm-hmm. the, they don't have a bad team. I understand Aaron's frustrated with the rest of the receiving group. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do with what the cap will allow. And clearly – the Green Bay front office is focused on really building that defense. And when you have a literally one of the top three wide receivers in the entire NFL, and then Aaron Jones, probably a top 10 running back, and yeah, a pretty sure. pretty solid offensive line, 
they figured Aaron's got enough to get it done. And I understand, like, hey, you might want another receiver or two, but sometimes that's just not what the cap's going to allow. So yeah. I really think he's got to swallow his pride and suck it up one more year, and we'll see what happens. I, but I just, I, at this point, I, I think I, he's kind of being a diva. What is he even pissed about? Like, is he just mad that he didn't win? Like, why? Like, is he mad at, like, management? Well, I mean, I can and, definitely like, see Luff, how the – it's, 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 it's the NFL drafts. It's pretty clearly the NFL drafts. Back-to-back years, they have refused to take an offensive player within, like, the first four or five rounds. And when they do take right. an offensive player, they took Jordan Love in the first, and then they took a backup running back in the second. When right. last year, that was literally the best wide receiver class since the Mike Evans, Odo Beckham – draft with Jarvis Landry all those guys that was the right, best. Right, it's right. Been, that was the best class last year since then Je- so when you Jeff miss out Taylor. on guys like um yeah when you miss out on guys like Justin Jefferson Jalen Rager and then you decide not to take uh, a skill position player and you take a quarterback that's really right well yeah that's what really that's what I think down it is. This year. it's like they took a quarterback and now he thinks they're drafting his replacement well then you you double down on it this year after aaron has demanded a trade and you go on and take more defense and i right. get it like that's what you guys want to do but at some point like aaron Rodgers is too valuable to just neglect mm-hmm. taking care of him and when you're literally mvp quarterback is making some demands to get you some more weapons you kind of got to you kind of your hand is forced. You got to draft some skill position players to make him happy, and they right. just haven't done no, that over I the agree. years. And I can understand why he's upset. I agree. What about okay? So, so. let's switch gears here. What, where do you what do you think is going to happen with? We don't have to get into the whole you know like charges or whatever. But what do you think is going to happen with a uh, Houston boy? What's his name? I can't even remember. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, this is one. a difficult situation with him. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty staunch in my belief that he is going to be starting Week One. Now, really? I'm probably in the minority. I'm, I'm probably mean, in the minority on huh. that account. But the the really shady thing when you really dig deep into this is that every single one of these women is represented by the same exact scumbag, sleazy lawyer that right. kind of stirred up this whole pot from the beginning. So was there maybe a couple? Um, negligent or even inappropriate acts that Deshaun may have been involved with at this massage massage parlor. Sure. I'm sure that maybe something happened, but when a lot of these girls went on record and said that Deshaun was a more than um, likable client, that they'd be happy to work with him again. And then all of a sudden everybody's trying to jump in on this big pot to take Deshaun for all he's got. And now it goes from four to five to ten to fifteen to twenty, mm-hmm. whatever it got up to twenty-three right. women. Like clearly, I feel like there's, and they're all represented by the same people. It right. kind of goes to show that like there's something else bigger at play. And you've seen other I reports. Think, I and, definitely think there's a some sort of underlying thing going on. Well, what, see, whether it's right or wrong, it, it is very strange. Absolutely. How, how, and, how like the stories are all matching up and stuff. And you've seen but, already yeah. a couple of these. Uh, allegations i guess cases have been already dropped that they were false and now with the numbers already down from like 23 to 20 um i just i yeah i just think that it's all it's gonna get chopped down one by one by one and it's a slow process but a lot of the time when it because all these are civil accusations these are not right exactly it's not criminal yeah exactly and a lot of the time so like he could play a whole season before they even like go to trial or whatever well and like i said all these are civil uh things so a lot of times in these civil cases um they really do look at what were your first actions after the 
incident had happened. And not mm-hmm. a single one of these women filed a police report. Not a right. single one. So well, it's, not, it's all, it's all going to come down to the jury what they think. Yeah, and I'm not saying weird. that. Like, I'm not saying that he was not doing any of these things. Or he wasn't inappropriate or any of this stuff. And if he was, then he deserves to be held accountable for this. But I just think that there's something shady about the mm-hmm. situation as a whole, which lends me to believe that it's been probably overstated and overshadowed as as big think, as it has been. Do you think the Houston like team management had had any sort of play in it <laughs> trying to get him to stay? So that's kind of my conspiracy theory yeah. is that because there's no Houston was worried. Houston was worried <laughs> that Deshaun would want to force his way out by demanding a trade, kind of like Aaron's <laughs> trying to do. Now, Deshaun can't demand a trade if he has no trade value. So if you take his trade value, there goes the ability for you to demand a trade. All all you need is like one or two civil cases against you and nobody's going to touch that. Well, next thing you know, it's uh, about (laughs) 25 of them and you're not ever leaving Houston ever. You're like grounded to Houston so uh, is that what happened? I will never, we'll never know. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we will know eventually. I, I doubt it, but yeah. I definitely think there's something bigger looming than what mm-hmm. actually had gone on. But I honestly, if I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd say Deshaun's the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans we want. I know that's definitely the minority and that's definitely I mean, not I definitely what a lot of people think, happen. but I don't know. Like, I, he, there's no way he's going to like not play, right? I guess he could, no, he I, himself I, I, could choose I, to sit. The well, I don't think not he, do. I think he plays, but I think there's a yeah. very, I think it's the overwhelming majority believes he is not starting. That a lot yep. of people think he's yeah. not going to play in the NFL ever again, which well, is honestly outlandish. Well, if these all come out, if if these all come out against him, like, but they're civil I, penalties. I Michael Vick went to actual well, jail true. for two that's, years that's and then true. came back and played. So you're telling <laughs> yeah. me Deshaun, after a couple civil hey, cases, I, is I, not going to be able to play honestly, in the NFL it's again? All gonna, it's all going to come out to what he does, like because like Vick, like kind of rehabbed well, his image but then you look at people like sure. uh what's his name like uh ray rice who like did the opposite of that and they're yeah just, well they're just never just, gonna... it really depends um yeah but i think knows? at this point like it's all like i said it's all civil it's all not criminal i just don't think there's any way that he like will bury his career off of that um right right it's it's, it's just, just gonna come down to what yeah. he does he can choose he could like bury it by by not playing by but i think he's know. done i think he's done everything correctly he has not right. said a single he's, thing yeah no, which he's, is he's honestly best case scenario just right. he, if you think all this stuff is false don't try to make these crazy accusations like right i never did this i never even right. went just to this should, place yeah. i never even met these people e- either way if you're guilty or not people... just there's nothing good can come out of talking exactly before. so he's yeah. doing everything right he is i've not even heard a single word from him ever since this all came out so he's playing it right honestly if he just shuts his mouth and honestly just goes to training camp doesn't answer <laughs> any interviews goes to the off or goes to the uh the preseason games and then starts weeks one without saying anything i think it's best case scenario for him just don't make well, it OTAs headlines. have already happened right or they're happening i guess i guess we'll know yeah there were the uh camp. i don't think training camp has started but the otas have started and stuff so but yeah if he starts going to training camp i think you're right i think he definitely does start just just keep your head down and don't say anything <laughs> to sean and we'll see you come uh i guess september october when uh football's starting up so, less than so i think less than 100 days so hell yeah we've covered the uh the three big uh, I guess free agents or like people who want to be free agents at least. What about one of my favorite free agents, Ryan Kerrigan? Because because now we're gonna get into the Eagles 
mania since Trey's a big Eagles fan. And Ryan Kerrigan is probably my favorite Washington player ever that I've that I myself have like seen play. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, I couldn't be happier. I mean, this really? is probably okay. one of the Good. first times that the Eagles have landed a really solid, I guess since probably like Chris Long, so not too long, but a really mm-hmm. good locker room veteran presence that oh, I, yeah, didn't, I really sure. didn't think we'd have the luxury to be able to bring aboard. Um, Kerrigan has multiple, multiple, multiple games where he has just absolutely dismantled the Eagles. So I'm so glad that, <laughs> that will no longer be a possibility. Um, just for that alone, it is a big win for the Eagles. Yeah, um, for sure. Honestly, I really... I kind of get why Washington couldn't bring him back. They are I mean, trying to get just younger. Have so many defensive ends. Exactly. It's and they're, ridiculous. they're trying to get younger. They don't need us to spend the cap on him. But he had an amazing tenure with Washington. Yeah. Multiple it, time, it is multiple very time sad because I, I feel like he would have stayed for like a pay cut. But I guess our, our management is so focused on keeping our our front seven, I guess that's what they call them, yeah. that, we, that we just did not think it was worth it. But honestly, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because – he he did he did like really well last season efficiency wise because we would like throw him in there for like fifteen to twenty snaps a game tops and he would like have one to two sacks every single game, but like the year before that he would play almost exactly. every and, down and, when and you're, play when a you're lot paying worse. Somebody as much as the yeah. Sorry, I think we just talked over each other. No, you're good. Go for it. Oh, uh, when you're paying somebody as much as like the Eagles are now paying Kerrigan or any other team is going to pay Kerrigan, mm-hmm. um, Washington's just not going to give him the percentage of snaps that he's looking right. to play. And right. when you, as Washington, have so many young guys, you don't really want to give Kerrigan that many snaps. So I think it's a mutual agreement of like, hey, look, we it's just the fit doesn't line up. So I, I definitely understand it from Washington's point of view, and I understand uh, Kerrigan want to go to a team and get some more reps and. He'll be able to really help this uh, younger um, Eagles front seven by uh, just showing him the, the correct way to do things. Uh, Kerrigan's always been one of the best in the biz, so for sure. Uh, what about let's let's switch into like your draft now, like or or any free agent signings you also want to bring up? Yeah, I think just over uh, overall off season, I, I really want to just shout out here. the Baltimore Ravens. Um, oh, okay. Made a lot of big moves. Um, and I really think the biggest one is their draft. They really focused on getting Lamar some help. And I really want to shout out them taking Rashad Bateman. Um, they really need a number one receiver. He was easily the best one on the board when they were able to, uh, to get up there and uh, draft. Mm-hmm. And I think he's that prototypical big bodied number one receiver. Lamar has had a really big problem throwing a Hollywood Brown who's super small. Willie Sneed, super small. Right. Um, and he needs, he needs, a, big, a, he needs a, a bigger big, bodied, big yeah. catch radius type of guy. And I think this is only going to help him uh, succeed going forward. Um, Lamar just like, I think if he's ever going to excel as a passer after that MVP season, this is really going to set him off to the next level. So mm-hmm. I think big draft winner and one of my favorite picks of the draft was definitely um, Rashad Bateman going to the Ravens. So Hell yeah. any of, uh, what, what are your favorite picks or, uh, Draft overall. Uh, so I'm gonna be honest. I I I usually I know a, a good chunk. Well, let let's start with this. Let's talk about because you guys. I just looked. The Eagles drafted Devonte Smith first round, Absolutely. who in my opinion is the best Alabama wide receiver. And I have no idea how these other guys went went off the board before him. Like I get that he's a small body uh, guy, but like he's he's literally like the first non-quarterback Heisman winner in, like, what, like five or six years? Yeah. 
I mean, it was an incredible season he put apart, uh, put and, together. He and just like the Clemson game or whatever, he just destroyed them. Or what? It was single handedly, no help at all. A lot of those Alabama guys got injured in the uh, receiving core, so he put it on himself mm-hmm. to really get up there and just tackle, tackle the load for Alabama and put it on his shoulders. So I couldn't be happier to have him, honestly. What are your thoughts on uh, Zach Wilson? Um, I think of a smaller <laughs> guy. He like wins a lot of his routes with just like oh, really good route running. But um, uh-huh. I mean, just like with how many targets he gets, like as you saw in college, he's very capable of taking on the entire number one receiving role for a team. And I think that's exactly what the Eagles have lacked for many, many years. So really happy to have him. Hell yeah. I, I think you missed me there. I, 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 I totally switched a little early, but Zach Wilson, are you, are you all in? You think he's, he's good? You think he's it? Yeah, I think a uh, friend of the pod, uh, James Connolly, will tell you <laughs> yeah. that uh, he's a real deal. He is uh, the most handsome quarterback in the draft, <laughs> I think. Um, he's got some great hair, but uh, don't let that fool you. The man's got a cannon of an arm. He plays with a really, really, really big swagger and fire to him. And I think that's something the Jets just haven't had in a while. They haven't had that spark. And uh, I think he's going to bring a real big spark to the Jets that they just haven't had in a while. Um they signed Corey Davis in the offseason. They mm-hmm. brought in Michael Carter as the running back. And they drafted a wide receiver, Elijah Moore, from uh, Ole Miss in the second round. And Damn. these are some really flashy, um, big-name offensive weapons that they just haven't had in a while. And you put that all together around Zach, I think he's going to be uh, taking advantage of him. And hopefully, hey, they might not win a lot of games, maybe 5-11, and 6-10. and 10, I mean, if they even well, win five games, games, that's, that's seven, a huge 17 game season, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, hey, they're they're gonna be it's gonna be fun at least watching them lose twelve games. So yeah, I'm excited for. What them. about okay? So Jalen Hurts though is he is he the real deal? So this goes back to I guess the whole Eagles philosophy and plan of I guess how the offseason has gone. We haven't committed to him, um, but we didn't shy away from him. So we didn't take a quarterback this right. draft, which I was okay with. Took Devontae Smith in the first. Um, but we've definitely made a lot of moves to show that we're more than prepared to take quarterback if Jalen Hurts doesn't prove himself this year. Um, if Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. who went to the Colts, starts 12 games for the Colts, that pick goes from a second to a first rounder, which will in turn give the Eagles three first round picks next year. Oh my gosh! So if Jalen Hurts struggles, you, and you could just and we trade, end up in the top you could 10, just trade two of those to get literally the top. Whatever. And you could be in the top three to three to five right there by trading just right. two of those together. Um, right. So you really have your pick if it goes sour of I what mean, you want to do for the Eagles. J- um, Jalen Hurts might not be it, but Carson Wentz is definitely, definitely not it. I don't understand how anybody uh, still looks at that guy. I just don't get it. He's like always injured. He's so, always. I'll disagree with you for a little bit there. I, I think okay. he got a really bad turnout for the last season for the Eagles. He was hurt. His confidence was shot. You bring in a quarterback behind him, and mm-hmm. he kind of loses faith in himself and in the organization believing in him. And he's just started to question every decision he was making on and off the field. So he's right. taking uh, bad shots on the field, short passes. He's just not throwing them right. Um, I think a fresh start for him. He has the talent. He showed it. He was before the ACL injury, was primed to win the MVP um, that Super Bowl year. I think that was 2017. Um, he was primed to win the MVP before he tore his ACL that, and Fultz ended up leaving the That's the thing, though, man. Robert Griffin III was the best quarterback Washington's ever had before the ACL injury. 
you know sure and some, I think some people right. just like, don't don't bounce back from that unfortunately and um, i think mentally like that definitely has affected carson but i think i think he's got to get this one last chance in indianapolis before we can completely write him off. yeah that's true i mean if philip rivers can still get it done in indy then he should be able to do something there and they were a especially team. with jonathan taylor in the backfield yeah know? and the colts were a playoff team with philip rivers last year if you right. don't think that uh, Carson Wentz is at least a small upgrade over Philip, the right. car, the carcass of Philip Rivers. <laughs> I think that, especially with like I said, another year of Jonathan Taylor getting better, the offensive line getting better. Right. Um, I think they can definitely take a huge step, not a huge, but a pretty decent five step forward. Um, the real problem is that Tennessee is in the division. Julio Jones is going to be eaten up. So, well, also you mentioned the line there. I feel like I watched a couple Colts games just because I had Jonathan Taylor in fantasy, and there were like some games where they would get like six or seven holding penalties in a row. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like every single yeah. play, they would just call them for holding. <laughs> they're they're on discipline for sure, but they're definitely not as bad as they used to be, and they don't allow mm-hmm. as many sacks as they used to. So, do they still have that crazy? Guy? Probably a better situation than the Eagles when the Eagles last year. Nelson, whatever his name Which is, one? the guy that. Uh, Oh, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I think they're yeah. actually, I think they're trying to move him to tackle, but he's a oh, okay. he's a left he's guard there. I think for now. But they might have. Tr- I think okay, they're trying man, to move man. him out. But yeah, he's still there. He's a beast, best guard okay. in the league. So oh, yeah, it's exciting. Well, okay, so, um, I guess other other couple quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, what it. do you think about Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence? I was really high on Fields after I saw the the semifinal game, uh, again against who they play Clemson, mm-hmm. and he torched them basically. Pretty and, much then, and, and then I saw him, um, I saw a couple games during the season, or I saw the, the final game against uh, Alabama, and then I remembered back to a couple games during the season, and I just, he's he's got like, you know, the body to be a Lamar Jackson, but I just don't, he I don't see the arm accuracy, you know? Like, I, I just worry that he's, he's going to be a little wild with the football, and that's kind of, you can't do that in the NFL. Because we we saw what happened with um, Simba Dwayne Haskins when he came to Washington, and he was way more accurate than Justin Fields was. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the problem with Fields is a lot of people hate his um, mechanics and his throwing motion. It takes mm-hmm. a touch longer than Wilson Lawrence and uh, Trey Lance. So right. they worry about he's, that. And then but he's not actually, a pocket passer, you know. So yeah. And, and, and that's true. And they worry about, um, just like you said, his delivery, stuff like that. I, I think just overall, like, the kid is so focused on, like, football and winning. He's very, like, right. biz- that's true. business, business that's oriented. True. So it's really hard for me to, like, bet against the kid. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bet against him. I just, he definitely I, worries me out of those that you mentioned the most. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I do like the fit in Chicago, though. I think that they have at least a good workhorse running back with Dave Montgomery, and they got a number one receiver with Allen Robinson. So mm-hmm. ideally, he's not getting thrown into the worst situation I've ever seen. Um, I just hope he puts it together quickly because right. if he falters and they decide to tear it down even more, I think he could get out of hand pretty quickly if it doesn't right. start off on the right foot. Trey Lance, I, I have no idea what to think. I don't want, like, this is going to sound bad. I don't want him to fail, but, like, it would be kind of cool if he did just because all these like people who are like who pretend to have like this high football IQ and like oh we can we can like recognize talent when we see it blah 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 will be proven wrong cuz he like his resume he's done absolutely nothing he's played for a FCS school he played one season one and, season 
you know, like there's there's just no there's no reason to like there's no reason to think he'd be bad, but there's also no reason to think he should be a first round draft pick either. So I just have no idea what to think. So I'd say to Trey Lance, the reasons that you want to bet for him are not his college tape. It's the physical skills mm-hmm. and it's the system and the coaching staff that he got drafted into. I mean, well, San Francisco that, that, wasn't. Yeah. Wait, it was San Francisco? San Francisco? Was, Why did I think yes. he played for North Dakota State? That's no, a... yeah, he he got drafted to San Francisco. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So the for, the 49ers were a yes. Super Bowl team two years ago, right. and they still have the majority of those players. And they got Kyle um, Shanahan. If not, That's some the better skill position thing. players. So you've got one of the best offensive-minded coaches. You've got right. – uh, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, Raheem Moster, good offensive line. Yeah, and the then offense you got a, what? When healthy is a top five, a top five defense. Right. So they're a talented team, Super Bowl level team. Like I said two years ago. Um, so the reason you're betting on Trey Lance is not the fact that he didn't really show you much. It's he's faster than Lamar. Uh, well, maybe not faster, but he's just as fast, roughly. Um, and he's got a cannon for an arm. And he mm-hmm. could arguably be a better thrower than Lamar. And then you're putting right. him in a very, very, very smart and very offensive-friendly system. I really think it's hard for him to fail because oh, yeah. the four totally times a whole don't totally they don't throw they don't throw low percentage passes. Right. They throw short to intermediate, open, quick hitting routes. Right. So it's not a hard system for him to learn. And all he's got to do is hit open guys. And it's really easy to open that up. When not only your run game's really good, and not only are you really good running the ball because you're so damn right. fast, but you have one of the best tight ends that's ever played the game at George Kittle right. underneath opening space up too. So I think it's really tailor-made for him to succeed. I think right. it would take just honestly a miracle for him to be bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it'll All be right, exciting so, to see. So let's close this out because we're almost at 30 minutes here with the 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 most – I don't know, controversial is the word, but the most definitely polarizing uh, you know, change this offseason is the uh, signing of, um, what's his name? Well, for the, the drafting of uh, Trevor Lawrence and then the sign, signing of Urban Meyer to coach the Jaguars. Do you think that's going to work out? Uh, I love Urban as a, as a guy. I'm pretty worried that he has not a single clue in the world how to run an NFL organization. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you have probably the best quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning coming to your team, it definitely makes it a whole heck of a lot easier. So, is it going to be bad? I'm not sure. Does Urban know what he's doing? I'm not too sure either, but uh, (laughs) hopefully Trevor's able to make up for all that and uh, they'll still figure it out. Definitely definitely a lot of games to watch. Yeah. It'll definitely be a fun team, but we'll see what happens. All right. Hell yeah. And we're done, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking around for the whole episode. Please do me a huge favor and hit me up and tell me what you liked about this episode and what you didn't like about this episode. 
Also, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to share this episode with your friends and family and help spread the word. Um, so, you know, I have a secret. A lot of my friends are getting kind of tired of being on this stupid thing. So if you want to be on this podcast, hit me up. And the only uh, thing that you have to do is come prepared with a topic that you are passionate enough about to get everybody excited. That's the only thing you have to do. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, let me know. And there's no, there's no topic that is too uh, untouchable for the Chungus cast. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye.